Thanks for joining us once again as we journey through the Bible. And praise be to God that we have managed to consistently study his word so far. Today we are in Genesis chapter 9. Before we begin though, let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord of glory, send your Holy Spirit now that we may discern your voice today and respond accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 1 of Genesis chapter 9 is very key. It says, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. This verse shows that even the growth of families, which appears to depend on merely natural means and sometimes unplanned circumstances, is all of God. It is by his power and wisdom that the human being is formed and it is by his power and providence that mankind is preserved. The blessing of God is the source of our well-being. That's a very important lesson that I learned just from this verse. The blessing given to Noah sounds almost exactly like the one pronounced upon Adam and Eve just after creation. And the same blessing is pronounced unto Noah and his family in this new world, so to speak, since the old world was destroyed by the flood, uh, the flood of Noah. Noah and his family were given the command to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. I want to point out, though, that there's a slight difference uh, between the blessing given to Adam and Eve in Genesis 1.28 and the one given to Noah. God said to Adam and Eve, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. From this point, humans did not have dominion that was given uh, to them at the beginning. That's the very major difference. Sin had disturbed not only the relationship between God and man, but also the relationship between humans and animals. For you see, verse 2 says, And the fear of you, that's verse 2 of, Gen of Genesis chapter 9, it says, And the fear of you, and the dread of you, shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moved upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand are they delivered. It is also here that the eating of meat is introduced or permitted by God. But beforehand, the diet appointed to man from the beginning did not include animal food. Just a point to mention here. And so, and when you move to verse 6, Though, but we still see that God is still concerned about the dignity of humanity and because man was made in his image. In verse 6, we are told God said, Whoso sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And there's also no specification given here uh, saying, If anyone sheds the blood of someone who worships God, Christian or my disciple. God simply says, if anyone sheds the blood of another human life, uh, the same will happen to him. And in this, in this, God is seen to be the true initiator and giver of human rights. 
Human life is sacred and should be treated as such. And those who do not do that will be held accountable. Regardless of nationality, race, or even religion, human life belongs to God. It's a gift from above. And so God tells Noah again to be fruitful and to multiply. And then God makes a very important covenant with him and all that will come from him, including every living creature. Verse 11 says, And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off uh, any more by the waters of the flood. Neither shall, there any, uh, neither shall there be any more flood upon the earth to destroy the earth. This covenant contained but one provision and assumed the form of divine promise. Reading from the Bible commentary, it says, This covenant contained but one provision and assumed the form of divine promise. Regions might be devastated and animals and men swept away by the hundreds of thousands, but never again would there be a universal flood. However, this promise does not imply that God is bound to never destroy the world by another means other than water. His declared plan to put an end to all wickedness at the close of this world's history by a great destructive fire in no way contradicts this promise. Now, to finish off, I am going to read from Matthew Henry Bible Commentary. It says, As the old world was ruined to be a monument of justice, so this world remains to this day a monument of mercy. But sin that drowned the old world will burn this. Articles of agreement among men are sealed, that what is promised may be the more solemn and the doing of what is covenanted the more sure to mutual satisfaction. The seal of this covenant was the rainbow, which it is likely was seen in the clouds before, but was never a seal of the covenant till now it was made so. The rainbow appears when we have most reason to fear the rain prevailing. God then shows this seal of the promise that it shall not prevail. The thicker the cloud, the brighter the bow in the cloud. Thus, as threatening afflictions abound, encouraging consolations much more abound. The rainbow is reflection of the beams of the sun shining upon or through the drops of rain. All the glory of the seals of the covenant are derived from Christ, the Son of Righteousness, and he will shed a glory on the tears of his saints. A bow speaks terror, but this has neither string nor arrow, and a bow alone will do little hurt. It is a bow, but it is directed upward, not toward the earth. For the seals of the covenant were intended to comfort, not to terrify. As God looks upon the bow, that he may remember the covenant, so should we, that, uh, that we may be mindful of the covenant with faith and meekness. Without revelation, this gracious assurance could not be known. And without faith, it can be, see, it can be of no use to us. And thus, it is as to the still greater dangers to which we are exposed and as to the new covenant with its blessing. 
So that's the confirmation, uh, the comfort from uh, Matthew Henry. So the lesson I'm learning is that that covenant is still was not just meant to Noah. It was meant to everybody that should come after him. And as 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 he said, when the when the clouds are thicker, when we are so compassed with trials and tribulations, that's when the rainbow is shown distinctly. That's when God's mercy is shown uh, with full force. And so where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. What a comfort from the word of God. And I hope that it comforts you today as we continue to study the word of God. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you tomorrow as we journey through the Bible.